welcome back to another episode of Cosmic Conduits. What are, what what do we have in store for today? What are we going to talk about? What are you going to listen to? Your guess is as good as mine. Jesse Turner, please enlighten us. All right, today we have a lot of cool stuff planned. We have so much to share with you. And uh, I know you've all been shaking in your chairs or, you know, eager to no end just to figure out what we have to tell you. And look, we have a lot of stuff to share with you, but I'm going to have to say that Danica should introduce it because they were kind of her ideas. So Danica, please. Yeah. Well, everyone, I am so excited to share the first topic of conversation um, that we have to offer. So let's get straight into it, Jesse. Uh, what do you think? The first topic? Yeah. The one that you thought of? Yeah, yeah. What, what, what is your opinion on it? Oh, it's, it's a good topic. You should share it with them because I'm sure they want to yeah, hear it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean exactly. if I was someone who had pressed play on a podcast, I would just really be excited to hear the first topic. I and would. I would want to hear it from the person whose brain, you know, cooked it up yeah look i'm brilliant what can i say yeah so so because you're brilliant you what you can say is the introduction and which you've botched but you can actually jump straight into the topic itself. look look you're so right you're so right cool so go ahead um yeah i guess and um next topic the next topic oh, okay i'll introduce this one so this one's an interesting one as well uh it's one of my favorites to talk about and uh it's just one of those things that you really have to think a lot about and then talk about it. But I'm going to have to say Danica should should be the first one to speak on it because she's quite the authority on the subject. Yeah, that's that's completely fair enough. And um, I guess all I have to say is I'll have a think about it and come back to you. <laughs> okay, cool. So while you're thinking about it, on the side, maybe you could you know enlighten us with the third topic. You know, what is it? <laughs> When are we talking about it? And uh, <laughs> look, I'm happy to get straight into the third topic, you know, because we've 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 blasted through the first, we've really unpacked the second, and um, I think uh, the third really brings it all together. <laughs> Jesse, um, please share. I know I know this is your story. Look, the third topic, guys, <laughs> is yoga, and because I'm not a yoga teacher. I really think it's better for Danica to elaborate. Danica, tell us about yoga. Yeah, yoga's pretty all-encompassing, you know? Yeah. Jesse's Jesse's giving me a waving motion to keep speaking. So, um it, I I uh I don't I, I don't know. What do you want me to say about yoga? What do you want me to say about yoga? Just anything. Yoga. Y O G A. I can't take this anymore. Let's actually talk about the topic. Okay, let's actually talk about the topic. Danica, give me a sentence that changed your life. A sentence that changed your life. You heard before the sentence, you're a different person. You heard the sentence and you were like, holy shit, I could never live, think or be the same way ever again. Look, I know you're expecting a super epic answer, but my answer is not super epic. But it it does stand out to me as as really one sentence that did change my life. Go ahead. This is back in year 12 when I was ready to drop out of school and not sit the HS, 
HSC. And just give us a quick backstory. Why were you ready to drop out and not sit the HSC? Because I hated school and my mental health was a wreck. That's a peculiar uh, stance coming from someone who now has a science degree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, back back then, school just wasn't for me. I wasn't doing well in school. I didn't feel like I, I don't know. There were just so many different reasons why I did not gel well with the idea of having to be somewhere five days a week and wear a uniform that was really, really cold, wear this short skirt and thin stockings every single day of my life and listen to all this stuff that I don't care about and not really have a say in what I want to learn. And uh, the list just goes on and on. And that just went on for too long and my mental health wasn't good. And then I had to care about sitting this exam that I didn't really care about and have to care about going to uni, which I also didn't really care about. And so there was just a lot of stuff building up and my mental health was really falling apart and I just snapped and I said to my parents, like, I'm not going to sit this exam. I can't do it. I have not studied, not just this year, but for the last four or five years, like I, I've, I've got nothing and like, I, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do this. And my mum said to me a sentence that really did change my life, which is, Just get it done. Just get it done. I don't care what your grades are. Just finish it and move on. That actually changed my life because it said to me that I actually don't care how you do. And I actually acknowledge and care about your mental health. But I also just want you to finish the race. Just finish it because it'll be worth it. And then we don't have to worry about how you did. And for some reason that really, really impacted me because it just gave me maybe a second choice to the first that I had always been given, which is this exam is the be all end all. And if you don't do well and get into university, then you are nothing. I got the same uh, from my school with regards to the importance of the HSC exam. Isn't it funny HSCs, how yeah. little it mattered? Oh, yeah, not at all. Not at all. I never got I asked mean, for least, my ATAR. At least for us. I got, I got asked once or twice. Yeah. Did you go straight, straight to uni? I did. But the uni, it was actually a college I went to. And the auditions process was a joke. Mm. And uh, I got a great mark in music. So that, that worked well for me. Oh, true. That's all that mattered for you. That's all that mattered. It was a music institute. And, and I got scaled up by my very intelligent peers. So did Thanks, I. guys. Yeah, they did us some, some good. I dragged you down, you dragged me up. It's balanced. Teamwork. Yin and yang, it's you're so- welcome. It's society. Thank you and you're welcome. <laughs> so I don't understand. So the impact was also related to sort of emotional validation. I think you touched on that. Was it the idea that you not only had another option, but like, hey, you care about how I feel towards this exam yeah it's just acknowledging that that like for or probably from them like the first time like you're oh, okay cool you're like you're not gonna do well that's actually okay i just want to see you get it done mm. that was cool but also yeah it also just downplayed the importance of the whole thing as well like oh it actually really doesn't matter like it helped me put my mental health first like we actually don't care if you do well we just want to see you finish it that's amazing. I don't know many parents who have told 
similar things like that to their kids. No, and that that helped me pull through and that helped me get an ATAR and it helped me finish school and I'm really glad that I did it because it was just so catastrophizing that whole period of time. And then, yeah, with one sentence, she took the weight off of my shoulders, like all of it, all the weight. And then I was able to take a step back and be like, oh, I actually don't care about any of this. And it's okay for me to not care because now my parents care less. Cool. That's amazing. (laughs) And really you're doing this for your parents, unless you're one of those kids. And there are these kids out there who know what they want to do have their eye on a certain ATAR and work their ass off to get it because they know what they want to do since they were young children. And that's amazing to me. I did meet someone in year seven um, who told me his entire life plan in year seven and is now living that exact life plan, which involved him getting like one of those 99.95 ATARs. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is the highest mark you can get in Australia. Good on him. I guess they know themselves from a very young age. But that's insane. Yeah. It's... To know yourself that well is just amazing. Or just, to, yeah, to stick to it. Like that that kind of perseverance and tunnel vision and it does focus. Make, it does make me wonder if they'll ever have some kind of emotional crisis, midlife crisis in their 40s. Because there's this, this the side of your brain that's sort of gnawing at you or tickling you from the corner like, Hey, what if you do this? What if you go skydiving instead of finishing this assignment? What if you go out with your friends this weekend? Like, is the part of you that prioritizes joy or just wants to be happy? And I think that a lot of people who are strict and very headstrong and achieve great goals also they don't have value. They don't have a value for joy. Mm. Not in the way a lot of people do. Maybe, maybe for some people it works, but maybe for some people they end up in midlife crises. Oh, look, I think there's lots of things that contribute to the midlife crisis and that could definitely be one of them. Hmm. Well, that's a pretty cool sentence and I'd never heard it from that perspective before and I've always acknowledged how much emotional validation from the mother is crucial to the child. It's absolutely crucial. And I, I guess... It was really rational as well. It was really rational. Like, I think I think to hear the whole way, like, you have to do well, you have to do well, you have to do well, felt really irrational for some reason just to me and the type of person that I was but to hear her say those words in that way was just like that makes sense that's one of the only things that's made sense Mm. about this whole situation cool I'll do that that's achievable for me yeah just because there were too many people asking me for things that not that I couldn't achieve but that I wasn't interested in achieving Mm. finishing school and not giving a shit about doing well that I could do. Mm. And I did. Congratulations. You should be so proud of yourself. I am. I'm, I'm, I not, was, I'm not being sarcastic. I know I was and I am. And I'm um, not being sarcastic. I went back Seriously. to school and I smashed it, which is like, again, it has to be on your own terms sometimes. I'm kind of one of those. I can be one of those kinds of people where I just, if I don't care about it, I, I won't do well in it. Because you're not naturally born with the will. You don't wake up and go, I'm so excited to learn calculus or trigonometry. Not many people have that sort of excitedness towards most of what school teaches. And that's why I think homeschooling is becoming more and more popular. Mm. Because with access to the internet, the curriculum on your phone or what, or what, whatever, like you can go on YouTube. There's people on YouTube who talk through curriculums and teach you how to homeschool well. It's all there, right? Mm. But... Ultimately, it would be more beneficial for you to write your own curriculum. You know, do an do an advance 
on what the current curriculum is. Yeah, just like pick something you're interested in and learn it. You know, like if it's art, yeah. learn it, get good at it. You know, Cre- learn how to create, learn how to get your art out there. Like learn the nitty and the gritties. Master of, all the techniques. Of the art industry. Yeah. That would go a longer way than, you know, ancient history. Somebody who doesn't want to be an ancient historian. I mean, I see the value. I loved, I don't know. It's a, I loved it's ancient a history as well. Thing. It's a whole thing. This is a whole separate discussion. However, you always want to push your kids towards the thing they're naturally drawn to. Yeah. So if they were doing something, you could emphasize that in the syllabus and let them do more of that. Exactly. Like, can we make it 50-50 what you want to do and what you don't really want to do? Just, like, even that's a, a better trade-off than 595. You know? It's crazy. I, I also resonate with the whole... I had a deep, deep dissatisfaction of school. The only thing that got me through it was my friends. Mm. And we had this like unity, this brotherhood that was, a, that, that was able to make school. In my you know, teenage brain, I wouldn't say enjoyable, I'd say tolerable. Yeah. There were many things about it I did enjoy, but those weren't related to school. There were moments here and there that I loved. Mm. But I remember being exhausted every day. I remember being cynical, pissed off. And I remember looking for sneaky ways to to not do school mm. as much as I could, as much as I could. But then when it came to subjects I cared about, I would I would give up my lunch times to go and play on the, the, the computer where they had Logic, which is a recording software. Um, they had keyboards, they had guitars, they had a drum set so I could jam with people if I brought my guitar in. Um, sometimes I'd go to the gym and, and do workouts. Like, thank God I had you know, movement and music because those outlets, if I, I would have been extremely destructive if I hadn't have discovered those and pursued them. But yeah, my school was very supportive if you're a musician. And that's the main reason why I wanted to go there. Even though it's not necessarily what they're known for. Mm. But anyway, it's just interesting, you know, it's just cool to reflect. So tell me what you like about humans. What makes you excited to be a part of the human race? The fact that there are so many different options for how to experience planet Earth and so many different interests, so many different hobbies and ways of doing things and creative outlets. And there's just many, many things, you know, lots of different foods to eat, lots of ways to make art, lots of places to go in nature. Like I, I love the experience of being on planet earth and creating and experiencing and um yeah i think i think the whole thing's really cool and humans are really good at finding the funkiest funnest freshest ways of doing anything and i'm into that cool i often think about that question from the perspective of like like an alien interviewing you so it's like they're asking you what you think about your entire race. And you, in that moment, have to shift your perspective from I am Danica Prasad, the earth human, to hang on a sec, these people don't have any, or these beings don't have any idea of what, what earth is like. So h- how to answer that question, it's just a funny one in my mind. So yeah, great answer. So for mainly diversity is what you kind of spoke about the most. Hey, just the vast sheer amount of difference. Yeah, for sure. I what's like your it. What's your answer? Um, the technological evolution happening. That is the best thing about being human because it makes so much possible. It makes, it makes 
this, you know, people being able to listen to our shitty thoughts constantly in their ears, through speakers, through headphones, carrying headphones. When I was a kid, I saw people, um, when the iPod came out, I saw people on the street listening to iPods and dancing. And then I gradually, over the course of the next few years, saw people just walking bluntly with the most bland looks on their faces listening to music. And I'm like, oh, that guy probably has a shit taste in music. Or he doesn't have, he's not even feeling the music. But to be able to go from downloading songs illegally on LimeWire to you know buying CDs even before that to like the songs playing in your ear and you're walking around or skating or bike riding, insane. It's just so cool. Technology allows for so much and people don't give it enough thought or credit. And I often find people who are cynical about the human race don't have faith in technology um, or don't have a, a genuine understanding of the extent to which technology goes right now and where it's going and how quickly it's getting there. So side tangent, but yes, technology is my answer. I love technology. Makes everything cool. Everything. Yeah, that would not even be in my top 50 answers. I know, because you're no, more about... No, it probably would. It probably would, but... There are things about technology that 50. you love. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, I, I have more faith in humanity than I do in technology. Well, it's the same thing. I get that. The humanity of control and the technology. I have more faith in the humanity aspect of the technology than the technology aspect of the humanity. They're equally as important. The pacemaker that's in, you know, people's grandparents' bodies is keeping them alive. Yeah, for sure. So the technology in the humans is is doing some cool shit. Yeah, that's true. What about those um those belts or those uh things you can put on your body as a surfer or as a scuba diver? That repel sharks away, like 700 meters, put, makes them not want to come near you. I know, I know that's a very minuscule example because I think it's like around 30 people a year die from shark attacks. But ultimately, like, that's even an interesting way that technology on humans is, is so beneficial. Well, even just like having a GPS in your pocket and being Dude. able to go anywhere and not get lost. And like, Dude. I want to walk through this little patch of wooded parkland. Yeah. And then you can walk through it and not worried about getting lost for days in the middle of a park or something like that. You Incredible. Know, yeah. GPS. I mean, what a huge thing. Yeah. So many, you could spend hours, you got a Kindle there on, on your, next to you. Yeah. That's, no, I love that's it. That's a I library. It. It's just like, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's interesting. Like, yeah, our brains just go to very different places, but technology is pretty freaking great. It is. There's a bedroom light. There is a Kindle, which is an entire library. These microphones, 30 years ago, would have been so expensive. Just incredibly expensive. The the bed frame that is on your bed was designed by a machine to be mass produced. It's just endless. The house you're living in, like if that was drawn up by an engineer or not, it's like so little thought gets put into it. And it's just mind-blowing. And it's, just, it's another reason to be more appreciative. But anyway, uh, I've got another weird question for you. You ready for it? What is a peculiar conspiracy that you actually believe in? Or rather, it's not conspiracy to you because you believe it. That's a good question. I feel like the lines between reality and conspiracy have really started to blur in the last five years or so, especially in the last couple. Um, I've got a lot, I guess. Give us, give us some of the weirder ones. The weirder ones. Yeah. I believe that 
that aliens and alien technology are intricately connected to the human race, both with just individuals and also like government organizations. Mm. I believe that there's been a lot of government cover, like, like, uh, not government even, but like, uh, I feel like there have been a lot of mass cover ups of, um, yeah, like contact and that there's a lot of tech and stuff that they've seen and stuff that they've come into contact with that they're just keeping real quiet because it just blows so much. Um, it just, it just, it just breaks so many of the shackles that keep people weighed down, you know, like so many questions, so many more questions will be asked. So many answers will be obsolete. Um, there's, you know, yeah. So, and I, and I, and then I know like on an individual level, a lot of people are connected with these beings and it doesn't like, it's, it's really not that big of a deal, you know, like it's a thing. People Mm. are connected to them. Um, and yeah, it's crazy to me that people still think that, I mean, I know people acknowledge that there is life outside of this planet, um, but it's like so much closer than people think, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, I've seen some funky stuff with my own two eyes, so it's not conspiracy for me. It's like, yeah, I saw a spaceship one time. Nice. Or at least a UFO. Yes, we didn't know what was operating it, but ultimately... Yeah, and it, like, it could, totally could have been human tech, but according to humanity, that tech doesn't exist. So what's the deal there? Well, that's actually a good, a good question. What's the deal with the denial of UFO technology? But also, I wouldn't say that your weird conspiracy is that weird at all, to be honest, because even just yesterday, the White House released a... Uh, there was an article which had quotes in it from the White House, but they just said that there are man, there, there are um, non-man-made UFOs on Earth. That, that those exist, as in they have been spotted yeah. on Earth and they weren't made by man. Then uh, if you go on YouTube and you just type in something vague and generic like Area 51 sighting, where they test all the UFO quote-unquote technology, um, th- that's humans operating vehicles that are not supposed to exist. Yeah, yeah. According but, to but but anyone can go and see that. Like yeah. you don't have to go on a certain day and a certain time. You don't have to wait for the moon to shine in a certain fashion. It's like, dude, just go there. It's happening nearly every day. People document it, but you're not actually allowed near them. And so there's so many clips on YouTube of people going there, documenting it, and then slowly as they're you know filming. This car comes from fucking five k's away or something, and gets closer and closer and closer, and goes, "Sorry, people, you have to leave." Mm. And there's people who have been doing this for a long time, but but the whole the whole alien UFO conspiracy just goes. It's not a conspiracy, but but the whole thing goes deeper, like that unexplained documentary that you got me to watch on YouTube. So let me clarify: it's called Unacknowledged. Oh, Unacknowledged. And I highly recommend that documentary to anyone who is even a little bit skeptical about the existence of extraterrestrials and UFO sightings. That is an amazing one, Unacknowledged. And then part three that talks about the lost century with all of this technology (sighs) that's been buried to keep us in the dark ages to keep the people. You stole my point. I was about to elaborate on that, but yes, let's talk about that. Yes, 
Let's do a whole separate episode on this whole thing about the lost century. The lost century. century. What? That is a three-part documentary, and part three will blow your fucking mind out of the park. Okay, it is unbelievably profound, and there's this interesting thing. If if you're the kind of person who's tuned into your body in any way, right? If you have a connection with your body deeper than a superficial connection where when you hear profound truth your hairs stick up something happens right we can feel the truth it's not just that we need to see documents and evidence to support it sometimes there's another way that's the logical way of like clarifying something the other time is like the feeling of truth is a specific frequency that does something to your body and i gotta say just me personally if anyone out there has listened to this uh, who has who is who is listening? Who has watched that documentary? By the by, by Act Three, my fucking hairs stood up, and honestly, I had to watch it again the very next day. And then the, a few days after that, I just watched Act Three a third time, mm. and I was like, "Holy shit, mm. that might be one of the most mind blowing documentaries I've ever seen." But yeah, extraterrestrial existence. I I mean. It just it just makes so much sense to me. Again, I've also th- seen things that were very questionable, and not just once or twice, but I'm talking at least over ten times. Yeah, you and I have seen a fair few things. And I used but- to go hunting for it. I used to go out between midnight and four in the morning, few nights a week, and just sit there and stare at the sky. And that's what I say to people who are deniers of extraterrestrial technology or extraterrestrials in general, or or even just man-made UFOs, right? People who deny it, I'm like, well, how often do you look for it? Have you yeah. have you given yourself the opportunity to see it, or do to you go somewhere with zero light pollution away yeah. from the cities and yeah. just stare at the sky just and, stare. Just and see not what's just happening. stare Observe. like I bet nothing will happen, but look out as in like show me what you got. Yeah, be curious because you'll see some weird shit, man. You'll yeah. see things zigzagging through the sky at irregular. Um, speeds you'll see things flash and pop up in one place and then disappear and flash and pop up somewhere else you'll see things moving in re- like there's just so things much will shake up your reality so many things that will shake up your reality the sky speaks it really does yeah, and yeah it's amazing it's 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 just multifaceted because to me it, it it when when i connect with that kind of realm it's not just like cool there are beings out there that are so much closer than we think but it's also like the 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 all is mind the universe is mental thing right where it's like you can actually look out at the world and ask a question look out at the universe and ask a question and the universe will respond Mm. and it's not just that there's like an alien ship right out of earth it's like right outside of earth it's like the whole universe is is in that moment responding to you via the stars and the sky and yeah the whole yeah let me jump into that that's a really (laughs) that's a really cool point if you're quiet enough within your being uh, which means that you can direct your thought with intention and not be skewed away on tangents, but be very specific and intentional and open-minded. You end up having this conversation with the sky. And I like what you said before, Danny, the sky speaks. Because if you have that stillness inside you and you're curious enough and you're open-minded enough, we've talked about this before, the open-minded aspect being um, your belief determines what you see. So if you believe you can see it, yes. well, you might see some amazing yeah, stuff. Like really amazing But if you stuff. don't believe you're ever going to see it and it's not real, it's definitely not real to you, well, then guess what? 
good luck ever seeing it. Yeah, 100%. But then, and then the open-minded facet of it comes in when it's like, you know what? I'm willing to, to see if this is real. I'm willing to go out between 12 and 4 a.m., you know, a hundred times and just see what I see and maybe document it. Yeah, but there's also the aspect of manifestation that's like open but not attached, which is such a big part of it. It's huge. And then you have like this can also happen in the daytime where you go out into nature mm. and you hold the same mindset and the shit that you see and the things that you see animals doing yeah. are insane. Incredible. Like whales, dolphins, sea eagles, bees, birds. Like you'll, it's like in the it's daytime. My, it's, it's as mind blowing. In the daytime, it's more tangible, but in the nighttime, things get a little bit trippy but mm. it's always the universe speaking to you it is um, and yeah. the message is always overwhelmingly positive which is what i think that we need to come back to you when it's like you watch documentaries like unexplained where it's like unacknowledged, Stop unacknowledged. Saying unexplained. <laughs> 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 where things are being repressed and the government knows so much but they're keeping the masses subdued and da 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 da, da and they're going to craft this fake war in space and blah 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 and, and it's like yeah i hear all of that and there's a lot of prepping for doomsday kind of stuff but but i don't know when you when you converse with the universe the message seems to be overwhelmingly positive so maybe that's another conspiracy that i believe in like that light light will prevail um every time i say something like there's that i, I hear that. mac in it's always sunny going reason will prevail <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that's an interesting yeah. thing to think about like the the, the fact the good versus evil thing right we i think I think this is something we've mentioned before, the hero with a thousand faces, the the story of every story, which is just good versus bad, or, you know, some protagonist has to overcome some series of obstacles. And then at the end of the story, he is changed because of what's happened. And every movie, every book, every story that exists follows this exact arc. And there are a few different variations of it, but it, it pretty much starts and ends at the exact same place. So the whole light will prevail thing, I agree with because I've also sat... And, you know, done a lot of connecting with myself, with what whatever is in front of me, with uh, channeling, with, I mean, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a whole series of different yeah, ways you can receive information. The messages can come from the sky or inside your, of you. Or your brain. Your brain, your you body. You can close your eyes and start typing for yeah. 10 minutes. And there are so many different after ways 10 to minutes, receive. You'll be, curious, you'll, be, you'll be surprised at what you start typing. That's a cool way to do it, automatic writing, where you just start with your thought and then eventually, when you've done it enough, your thought just goes away and you're just writing. Then you go back and read it later and you're like, fuck, that doesn't actually sound like me. But yeah, there's a billion ways. And uh, I agree, man. I, I also get this overwhelmingly positive like, feeling and, and, message that, and messages that continually come through. And yeah, that's, that's uh, very... Uh, polarizing to people who are very thought-heavy, thought-based beings who think constantly about what's happening in the world. And they think and they accumulate information. They're carrying all this data from this news, that news, this uh, YouTube channel, that YouTube channel. And then they end up getting this very grim um, and doomsday-ish kind of uh, perspective on the world. And yeah. Yeah, we've done an episode on on this, which is the the greatest conspiracy of all time. Just saying that the greatest conspiracy is the conspiracy that draws you away from spirit, and which is what we're talking about. Like whatever, you know, essence, uh, intuition. It's just these those God, deeper messages, it, yeah, God, but whatever. whatever. But I, I really think that in this day and age, the greatest conspiracy actually is positivity over fear. 
Like there is actually nothing to fear. What if, what, like what fucking if every individual human being just stopped being so fucking scared of not having enough this, not having enough that, not, you know, not having a means of when we cross that bridge, we won't, when we get to the bridge, we won't be able to cross it. Like what if you just ditched it and started living really presently and trusting that when you got to whatever situation it is that you fear, you'll be able to get through it with the support of the people surrounding you and within your, with your own strength within you. Like, I think that humans need to get to this point where they're consciously and constantly dissipating fear, releasing stress from the system and then embodying love and positivity. And that will heal the world. And that may be the greatest conspiracy right now where it's like, no, actually things are actually really bad because wars and China and the economy and the, the, <laughs> the pollution and the environment. It's good like, job. Good job. I like you that. Know? <laughs> There's always something. There's always something. Yeah. There's always an, as mankind's always grabbing onto this imminent uh, neg- negative threat that's going to come our way. And, and I get it. I get it. But it, it, I mean, it's, it's served us a great deal, our entire evolution, where it's there to sort of help us pre- survive and prevent another wipeout or another town going and getting conquered by a different town or whatever. It's served us a lot. And, but I think now that we have technology, everything's different and if you're using the past to give you information on the future you're only half right because of technology it's changed everything and the more you think about war and the more you think about technology its existence its level of accessibility amongst you know most of the western world it changes everything everything's documented you can't be as shady as you want to but that's why that's why they're pushing the fear narrative harder and harder because oh of it's course like, now that yeah. everyone has access to all information ever we have to make them we have to we have to up the sedatives for the sheeple like up, up get, make them scared of everything make them scared to go outside make yes. them scared of their neighbors scared yes. of their family like this is why fear, 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 because fear, fear, unification fear. is happening yes and healing I w- is happening positivity and light and love are, are happening it's happening and that yeah. is why they're pushing harder and trying to convince you that it's not but like actually it is it's trying closer to than you think just trying to p- postpone the inevi- inevitable revolution or, 100%. or what you described before people actually coming together and dissipating fear and removing stress and, and unnecessary stress yeah, and fear from their bodies. Yeah, just choosing something different. That's, that's what I would call an evolution in consciousness where yeah. we have found a way to exist that is superior to the previous way. Evolution in consciousness, right? It's just, it sounds fancy, but it's really not. And I genuinely believe that is the next step. That is, that, that is, there is, there is no other next step yeah. but that. And was, every time there's been some kind of global threat that has faced people um, that maybe aren't as distracted or um, sedated by technology and fear, there's always some kind of coming together and some kind of overcoming the negative thing. Yeah. Like uh, there's the one where they went to the prime minister's office, pulled him out took all his limbs off his body and then yeah like, i mean like that's tore him apart in the streets that's happened in africa somewhere i thought it was egypt or maybe ah oh, I'm, I'm i'm confusing egypt i don't know is africa i don't know yeah technically uh is it that's no it's not, not. It's the middle east no morocco is technically africa egypt's not um oh. doesn't matter it, it might not even be egypt but it was somewhere if anyone should know you should know i know where egypt is 
I know that I know that Egypt's not Africa. I don't know if that was the prime minister that got pulled out and <laughs> like completely. We know we know nothing about geography nor political events. We know vaguely. Vaguely, I know about the ones that are like really important, and I know about the ones that people like to talk about sometimes. But I don't actively go out and seek political events. I I, I genuinely don't watch the news. Ah, it's noise. It is noise. It's noise. It is absolutely It's a noise. TV show. It's and, like, and doesn't oh, help. you watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians? Oh, you watch A Current Affair? Oh, you watch the news? Oh, you listen to like... It's all just... It's really just like 1% of what's happening. stuff. Yeah, like... I, I, I find it harder but twice as pleasing to look for uplifting news. Look for ways that yeah. technology are helping people. I was talking to you about um, polymer concrete blocks today, which are... The, like a new sustainable way to create houses out of this Lego-like substance, which is way better for the environment. And you can do it yourself. I'm just going to reel you in off of this tangent because there's a lot of amazing stuff in the world out there and polymer blocks are pretty cool. But like so cool. bringing it back to like house, the fundamental dude. messages, like I, I'm listening to this book right now that was talking about, uh, it's it's called Wild Power and it's talking about ch- like changing the world and it's talking about... um. I think like compliancy versus rebellion and how neither one of those paths is the way what we actually need is revolution. And we confuse rebellion for revolution because rebellion is fueled by anger, by fear, by maliciousness. And, you know, this, this idea of like rectification through violence, we've got to tear shit down. We've got to get back at them. We've got to fight violence with violence, fight oppression with oppression, you know, and fight darkness with, with our own darkness, which, you know, I, I, I see it like this, like there's always going to be a portion of society that's going to do that for me. And, and like, bless you guys, you know, you're doing God's work, but I'm going to sit here also doing God's work, choosing the path of instead of rebellion revolution through my own internal i choose positivity i choose love i choose medicine i don't choose fear i don't choose violence i don't choose compliance um and and like i think that it's true that the revolution starts within each and every one of us it's not in the streets throwing bottles and looting and shit like that again there's a place for that that's fine people are going to do that you know bless them but for us who are like reflecting in the way that you and I do the revolution starts with us meditating, being in nature, grounding ourselves, eating right, living removing right. fear from our bodies, removing fear and stress from huge, our systems. Huge. That's, that is everything. And it's like a daily thing. It's not like, Oh, my fear and stress is gone. It's like all day, every day you can come back to it. Anytime, every day you need to come back to it and don't like not by fixating on it. Just like, Am I feeling good in my body? Can I feel better in my body? There's that famous meme that encompasses that quite well, where it's a guy at a podium asking an audience, who wants change? And everyone puts their hands up. And then they, then his next question is, who wants to change? Yeah. And everyone puts their hands down. Yes. And there's an interesting thing to consider with what you said, um, which is the nature of compliance and rebellion being two extremes. Uh, the nature of the ego is very much the thing that will either keep you timid and obeying and not critically thinking because you don't think you're worth much or angry and resistant and fighting. 
they're both egoic extremes. Resistance is is the word I, I couldn't put my finger on. That is it. Like re- from it's a place of resistance. Yeah. But like Think from about resistance, the feeling you're not allowing you. energy to flow. Yes. And then You'll you're be- retaliating by not allowing energy to flow. Yeah. So, but again, there's a place for all of it. There is. And I think the middle path is the one that Gandhi was trying to say. He's like, I will not stand for this, but I will not fight. Well, then, okay, you'll get the shit beat out of you. Yeah. But he's like, I don't care. I still won't stand for this. Yeah. The amount of times he got his ass kicked yeah. in the name of peaceful compliance. And that brings us back to what we were talking about before, which is consciousness evolution or the evolution of humanity where we're able to be better at managing our emotions, to be better at managing our impulses right because isn't that what Gandhi was doing don't you think that when he got punched in the face everything inside him at some point just wanted to fight back he was having none of it Mm. he had worked on himself so much Mm. that his instincts his animal animalistic instincts that existed in all of us he had completely switched that off yeah and come back to values and principle and it's a profound story, which is so much more powerful than people realize. It's but that supremely is the, admirable. Supremely admirable. And it's the first taste of where we need to go. Yeah. And did it work? Yeah. I mean, everyone knows his he name. He got killed, but it worked. Yeah. And it ended the war between Pakistan and India for quite a while, yeah. if not indefinitely. Yeah. And, and he, he is, had supporters on both sides. Yeah. It wasn't about where he was from. It was about what he was saying and the way it made people feel and the truth that they could resonate with in his words, in his voice, in the way he lived his life. Mm. That's his whole thing. One of his famous quotes is, "My li- what is your message to the world? And he answers, my life is my message. Mm. And the way he lived his life, it's just, he's, he's an absolutely elevated soul. And these people, they pop up in history and they teach us things. And sometimes they teach us so much that, you call them Jesus Christ and worship them and form a whole, you know, religion around them. Ultimately, they're trying to teach you to go beyond the ego, go beyond the animalistic instincts you have, find a way that you can evolve your soul. And I, I just love reflecting on that. To just because my brain's trying to, make sense of this slightly erratic but also awesome conversation that we're having um i i also reflect back to like being in school right and and like all i saw around me was compliance and all i wanted to do was rebel and (laughs) i just did that in every single way that i could and maybe that's what my mom's word offered me that part of like we can settle within this situation. And it's okay to to want to rebel. Yeah. It's okay to be you. We accept you how you are. You can also, you, you can still do what they're asking you to do, but you can do it your way. And, and then you're neither rebellion. complying nor rebelling. That's a middle path. That's the middle path. That's a peaceful soul giving you peaceful advice. Yeah. And that put... Like you said, it took this weight, massive weight off your shoulders. So it brought you in a piece. Yeah. So it's no wonder that changed your life. And I'm glad you brought it back to school because we've now come full circle. Boom. Do you have anything else to add? Potatoes are really good. Fried, baked, buttered, salted, hash browns, fries, mashed, sweet, savory, purple, orange. I mean, the list goes on. 
But here's to potatoes. Okay, everyone. Thanks for listening and uh, eat your potatoes. Potatoes.